What's up, everyone? Welcome into Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I'm a radio host at Sports 1140KHTK, the flagship radio station of your Sacramento Kings. I also work on uh, every Kings radio broadcast uh, with the crew, and uh, we got another good one for you today. Got some news about uh, one of the Kings rookies. We also got some news coming out of the draft combine uh, in Chicago this last week. And uh, some news about a potential draft pick also. So a lot of stuff to get to. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Kings on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Locked On Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Uh, Let's just kick it off immediately. Well, first, let me say, there's a damn bird outside my window that won't shut up. So if that comes through, I'm sorry. I hate birds. Um, That's just a little personal news about me. I'm not a bird guy. So if we have a lot of bird fan listeners out there, I'm, I'm, you know what? I don't apologize. That's just, that's, we have beef now. Okay. I hate birds, so we'll try and deal with it. <laughs> but uh, let's 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 go. Luka Doncic. I'm going to start with him. He was in the Euro League Final Four and uh, won the Final Four MVP. Uh, pretty sure he's going to win Euro League MVP. Also, I don't if he hasn't already. Uh, this is all pretty incredible. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it. Yes, it's not the NBA. It's not the level of talent or competitiveness that the NBA is. It's a pretty stark contrast, actually, when you look at it, because there are guys like Anthony Randolph and Rudy Fernandez and other guys who, you know, couldn't cut it in the NBA that are, you know, role players slash good players in EuroLeague. But with that being said, that's it's still the second best league in the world uh, behind the NBA. And for a 19-year-old to come in and be as good as he is and win the MVP and play as well as he does, it's, uh, it's incredibly impressive. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I, look, if people want to argue that NCAA is the second most competitive, it's not, it's, it's your whole league. Uh, you, you take that team he was playing on, play him against Villanova or whoever, and, uh, they're going to get smacked. The, the Euro league is hands down the second most, second best basketball league in the world. So Luka Doncic, another another trophy on the mantle, however you want to put it. He had a hell of a Final Four, um, filling up the stat sheet like he does. You know, I think it was something like sixteen points, you know, eight assists, eight rebounds, whatever it is. He he's that kind of player. And uh, an interesting comparison I heard, and don't take this as. Uh, gospel or anything that he's not going to be this player completely but he reminds me of James Harden very methodical it doesn't look explosive it doesn't look uh you know incredibly athletic. it doesn't look like De'Aaron Fox you know what I mean De'Aaron Fox when he makes a move you oh oh that was quick you know it, it jumps off the screen him it's it's slow and methodical um but it works kind of old man game ish, you know, the kind of game you look at and you're like, Oh, that he's going to be, you know, 
running YMCA games till he's 60. Um, and it's not, look, it's not a knock on him. It's just, that's the, one of the main comparisons I have is him and James Harden. Um, and again, that doesn't mean he's going to be the prolif- prolific score that James Harden is or a future MVP or anything like that. But as you can tell from this podcast and the last one, I'm a big Luka Doncic fan, and I, I do hope he falls to the Kings at two, and I hope that's their pick because I think he'd be a great fit. Um, and I would love to see him run transition with those guys, like I mentioned last uh, last week. So there's that. Um, just more more accolades for the kid. Um, and as I've talked this this podcast and the last one about Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton and a little Marvin Bagley, I'll probably do more on him in the coming days. But uh, I, I want to get to some guys who might be uh, attractive to the Kings in the second round because they do have more than just that that first-round pick. And as we saw last year, and as we see with uh, most good teams, is you're, you you have to hit on second-round picks too. It's not just the top picks. you got to find these gems. And it's not even gems, not superstars in the second round, but role players. You have to. You can't just throw away second-round picks like they're nothing. And we saw the Kings find Frank Mason last year who I like a lot, and I think a lot of fans do. I think he's got a solid future in the NBA. Still has things to work on, obviously. But uh, in the second round, uh, the Kings pick 36 overall. And it's it's interesting because the draft combine was this week, and some people have kind of rolled their eyes at the combine and the five-on-five, but it's important. It's really important. Um, And if you look at the players that have come out of there, that you you can find you can find good players and you can find uh contributors and it's more important than a guy's you know vertical <laughs> or you know how how they run you know the three cone or whatever the hell the short shuttle um if you look at guys like TJ McConnell uh he went undrafted but if you look back at that draft and how he performed in the 5 on 5 easily could have been a first rounder um at least, you know, what he what he became. Kyle Kuzma last year played one game in the five on five, put up, you know, 20 and 10, something like that. Sat out the rest, but that that showed that he can play. The kid can ball. And he proved that uh, proved that this year. So we're going to get into that a little more uh, coming up. Uh, I know I just kind of went off on it. I was trying to trying to tease it and the tease went long, but oh, well. So <laughs> what I wanted to get to was uh, another King's story, and it just came out that uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich officially second team All NBA, and that is awesome. <laughs> I, I he deserved it, but I was a little worried that he wouldn't make it, just because it's not easy um, to get you know all, all rookie, especially in this uh, in this rookie class. There is a lot of contributors in this rookie class, a lot of solid players. Um, I definitely thought he deserved it, no doubt about it, but I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't make it. I mean, he would have been, you know, Darren Fox had the, what is it, the second most votes for a guy who didn't make one of the rookie teams. Um, so if Bogey didn't make it, he would have been in that, that, uh, that range for sure. But it's a solid accomplishment. Again, I I think most of us thought he was going to make it, should have made it, whatever. But it's uh, 
it's good for a guy who came, especially like how they got him. I still can't believe the Suns just decided we're good. We don't even we're not even going to try with this kid. And maybe he didn't want to come to the Suns. Who knows what the what the real story is behind it? But it's just wild that you know the the Kings were able to get him in kind of just a throw in with two other first round picks. So uh, for a guy who averaged you know just under twelve points, three three assists, uh, just under one steal a game. And 39% from three, that was one of the biggest ones for me, is that his three-point shot translated to the NBA immediately. And I hope we're going to see more of that uh, this year. And that's one of the weird things with the Kings is they shot, I think, the second best or the best uh, percentage from three in the NBA this last season, uh, but took, I think, the least threes in the NBA. And it's not like they don't have shooters. I mean, if you're Buddy or Bogey, I want to see them jacking it up. Always, and especially if they can get Luka Doncic, I'd be really, really intrigued to see what they do uh, off ball uh, with Luka. But that's besides the point. I'm I'm rambling now. But uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich getting second team is awesome. A solid accomplishment for a guy that honestly we had no idea who he was or, or what kind of game he was going to have coming in. Twenty uh, five year old rookie, yes, and uh, I, I wonder how much better he can get because he's twenty five. But uh, that you know we'll we'll deal with that when we get there. Uh, just shout out Bogey. It's been a solid year for the Kings. I know Kings fans want more and they want better, and I think eventually they will get there. I think it might be another year or two down the road to where they're you know vying for the playoffs and things like that. But there are positives, and we've seen those positives this this last year. Um, and the best part is it's positives with young players. It's not uh, you know Zach Randolph having a great year and sneaks into an All Star game or something on a twenty seven win team. It's, uh, it's, you know, you're one of your rookies. So there's, there's optimism and there should be optimism. So shout out bogey. I'm really intrigued to see what happens with him the next uh, two years, especially because, uh, with the way it happened with him when he was drafted. So the rules are, if you get drafted and you stay in Europe or wherever, um, for more than three years, you don't, you don't come over in the rookie scale. So the Kings decided to pay him, you know, three years, $27 million, which, by the way, I thought was crazy. Maybe that's exactly what they had to give him to get him over. Uh, maybe it's, you know, they just had a bunch of cap space they wanted to spend, whatever. Um, and the reason I say it's crazy is because the only other, the, the sec, so that was by far the most that a player's ever been paid uh, to come over from uh, Euro League or Europe or whatever, an overseas league after three years of not uh, coming to to the NBA, by far that was the most. The second most was three years, $11 million. So uh, they they more than doubled it, which is a little crazy. But anyways, I'm just intrigued to see what happens. He's got two years left on this deal, and then he's a free agent. So I don't know. I mean, you hope that he's a Sacramento King for a long, long time. But the fact is they only have three years with him, and this first year is done. So... I'm intrigued to see what happens with them, what the Kings can do moving forward. Shout out, Bogey. Congrats on uh, second team, uh, rookie second team. And shout out De'Aaron, too. You know, he just missed it. Might have deserved it also. I mean, Josh Jackson got in barely. That's one of the funny things is when you look at the votes, uh, Josh Jackson made it in last, and I think the total votes for him were 45. Yeah, and right... (laughs) So Josh Jackson had the least amount of votes that got on a rookie team at 45. You know who had the second least amount of votes that got on a rookie team was Bogey at 75. So there was a drop-off there. 
a large drop off and Deer and Fox had 34 votes so or 34 points excuse however however you want to look at it but Darren Fox just missed out also another solid rookie for them um I'm excited man this is going to be an exciting exciting summer for the Kings and look I'm not I'm not other people that will you know try and polish up a turd for you to to make it look good um I'm keeping it real this team hasn't been good. They weren't very good last year, but there's hope. And I'm excited to see what happens this summer and how they can build around some of these these young guys on their team. So shout out, Bogey. Second team, all rookie. Congrats. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about some of those second rounders I mentioned before and uh, who might be a solid fit for the Kings and, uh, you know, who might not be a solid fit for the Kings. Uh, so stick around. That's coming up next here on Locked on Kings on the Locked on Podcast Network. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I uh, just went over some news from the weekend, some uh, uh, bogey notes, some Luca notes, and now I want to go over some of the Combine stuff. As I mentioned before, when I you know, wanted to try and tease a segment and just started doing the segment, uh, the Combine was this weekend, or this last week, excuse me, and... It it matters. It definitely matters. And the five-on-five five matters, too. Uh, like I said, with Kyle Kuzma, uh, TJ McConnell, those are two of the ones that really jump off uh, top of my head as to guys who performed in the five-on-five five and uh, and upped their draft stock and proved that the five-on-five five matters. That it, it probably matters more than some of the athletic testing and things like that because you're actually getting a look at how these guys can play. And I think sometimes we... And front offices too, not just fans. I think front offices also look at things that aren't uh, directly related to the game for some reason. And so I wanted to look at some of these guys who played well in the 5-on-5, but also uh, guys that could be a solid pick for the Kings in the second round. As I mentioned, the Kings pick uh, 36 overall in the second round, and... It's important just because look at look at these good teams out there. They don't just have good first rounders. They don't just have guys who Oh, we we hit at the top of the draft. We're good. No, you have to hit in the second round. I thought the Kings did a good job with Frank Mason last year. Uh you know, the Warriors obviously got uh uh Draymond Green at 35. They've also picked, you know, guys like Pat McCaw and Jordan Bell at 38 who are contributors. Uh God, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking on him. DeAndre Jordan was a second rounder. So also the the fact is these guys may not come in immediately as contributors, but you can develop them into something like they did with DeAndre Jordan. Um, and the, the league is littered with second rounders. I mean, you don't have to tell the Kings, Isaiah Thomas, you know, <laughs> look at him. Last pick of the draft. So a couple of guys who I want to look at who played well and could also help the Kings. Uh, at positions in need, that's the other thing. I think even if they go get Doncic, point guard is locked up, whether they get Doncic or not. The thing with Doncic is he's big enough that he can defend wings, so you're fine with picking a guy who's a quote-unquote point guard, point forward, however you want to put it. Um, so, But point guard, for the most part, is locked up. So they're looking at wings and power forwards, etc., uh, are the kings. And one of the guys who played well was Dante DiVincenzo, guard out of Villanova. He was, you know, the the national championship game hero. Um, not super big. He's probably more of a two-guard than anything. But the thing is with Bogey, 
who can play some three, not a ton. He's probably bogey's an undersized three if you put him there. But the way the league's going, a guy that's six six, you can live with him playing the three. Um, DiVincenzo, he's about six five, two hundred pounds, only a six six wingspan, but he the guy can knock down the three. <laughs> And if you're if you've listened to me, you know how I feel about three point shooters and the, the three point ball just in general when it comes to basketball. Uh, it's part of why I think centers are a little devalued, and kind of why I would shy away from picking a center uh, as the number two pick unless you're sold on him as a franchise changer. But Divincenzo, and as I'm talking about, I'm talking about the 36 overall pick. So I, I don't want anyone coming at me on Twitter like, how why would you pick Divincenzo at two? You wouldn't. I'm talking about second-round picks here, 36 overall. Uh, also, hit me up on Twitter to let me know if you deg- agree, disagree, love it, hate it, whatever, uh, at CTH415, so get at me. Uh, DiVincenzo, that's the thing. He's he's a, a defender as well. He can knock down the three. He's explosive in the lane, and he can defend. So that's a guy that I would look at in the second round at 36. Now there's a chance that he won't get there, but he's in that range of, you know, 25 to 35 ish. So he's not a lock to be there, but there's definitely a chance. And he played well in the five on five also, which again, as I've mentioned is um, important. If you ask me, it's important because it's actual, it's actually the game that they're going to be playing. It's not just athletic testing. Another one, Melvin Frazier, uh, 21 years old, six, six, uh, just under 200. And he's another guy who's right on that first round fringe. That's the thing. All these guys are looked at as as right in that range of, you know, 25 to 35, 20 to 40, somewhere in there. If a team falls in love with him in the first round in the 20s, they'll probably take him. But there's also a chance he's there for the for the Kings at 36. Uh, so Melvin Frazier out of Tulane. The only thing is he's 21. Not a big deal, but I, I, I don't know. I guess when there's 19-year-olds and 18-year-olds out there, it it matters, kind of. Um but again, not so much. Draymond was 22 when he got drafted. Frank Mason, I think he was 21, 22. So it's not a big deal. But uh, Melvin Frazier, typical 3 and D guy. He can defend. Decent enough shooter. He'll have to work on that more, but at least you're getting the defense out of him. That that was one of the things with uh, Justin Jackson this last year. And I like him, and I think he's got a future, but the shot wasn't falling, and he's you know not a great defender yet. Maybe he can get there, but at this moment, you know, give me one, give me one of those things. Uh, and so Melvin Frazier, he's a typical three and D guy, which I think the Kings could use. Obviously they could use, uh, he's got a seven, one, just under seven, two actually wingspan and a standing reach of eight foot nine, which is pretty great. I mean, wingspan is one thing to me that actually matters. It definitely matters. Um, some of the other stuff, some of the other testing and measurements, not so much, but Melvin Frazier, solid three and D guy. And that would be a guy that you can kind of slot in at the three again. I mean, that's, as I've mentioned before, the three and the four, small forward and power forward are what the Kings need this offseason, whether it's through free agency or the draft. And you also can't have enough wings in today's NBA, especially three and D type wings. Can you defend? Can you knock down the three? Great. You're going to get minutes. Uh, so Melvin Frazier is one of those guys. Uh, he played well in uh, in the five on five. Also, fourteen points in twenty minutes, four assists, four steals. I mean, pretty damn good. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, but he's another guy could be there at uh, thirty six. This one, and I'm going to butcher his name so badly. 
Um, I almost don't even want to say it, but Svi Mikhailiuk nailed it. Twenty-year-old <laughs> uh, out of uh, out of Kansas. He's a senior, so a little bit older. But the thing is, he's played, and that was one of the things that people loved about Frank Mason is that he played in the NBA or not in the NBA. He had experience playing in college. He had played more than De'Aaron Fox. And that was one of the benefits of him and Bogey is they come in more experienced. They have a better feel for the game. Um, so, Svi, oh God, I'm going to try and say it. Svi Mikhailiuk, uh, he's just under 6'8", 212 pounds. I mean, the guy that's prototypical size for a three in today's NBA. Uh, he had a good first day. Uh, he one of the top shooters and a, a decent athlete. You know, not a great athlete, but good enough. He scored 20 points in his uh, first game, solid from three, was able to grab rebounds. And that's what, that's one of the things I like about guys with that size is be willing to rebound. I mean, I can't stand guys with, with size that won't rebound. You know, when, when guys like Russell Westbrook, and yes, his numbers get inflated sometimes, but when a 6'3 guy is in there banging and getting rebounds and you're 6'8 and you don't, I I just hate that, and he's not that kind of guy. So he's a guy that I think would actually definitely be there at 36, and I think would be a great fit for the Kings. And again, you might not throw him in as a starter immediately, but it doesn't mean he can't earn that spot. And it's not about starting either. Maybe he's a rotation player immediately, a 3 and D guy off the bench. And uh, this last one was kind of the star of the draft combine, at least the five-on-fives, Kevin Horder. And I might say that wrong also, but he's uh, 6'7", 19-year-old out of Maryland, sophomore. Uh, he's testing the waters. He still isn't sure whether he's going to stay in the draft or not. Um, but he's hell of an athlete. And he's a guy who can play the two and the three. But at his size, again, I'd be playing him at the three and see if he can handle it. Um, and one thing that is a little overlooked in the NBA, as I've mentioned before, is basketball IQ. And he's got it. He, he's got it for sure. It is a good feel for the game. And uh, solid pick and roll player, okay from three in the in the five on five, but a better three point shooter I think overall than just one five on five game. So he's another guy that I would look at. Don't know if he'll be there at thirty six. Don't know if he'll stay in the draft, honestly. Uh, but we will see. So there are about four different uh, prospects for the Kings in the second round that I would be interested in. And there's more out there also. We'll go over a bunch more over the coming coming days and weeks leading up to the NBA draft, which I cannot wait for. Uh, this is Locked on Kings. Coming up next, we're going to do a little uh, Eastern Western Conference talk before we wrap this thing up. This is Locked on Kings on the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. We just went over uh, some second-round options for the Kings and some players I'd be interested in, especially at that wing spot for the Kings, because I, I feel like a broken record, and I'm going to keep saying it. That's what they need. Um, I hope they don't pull a Raiders, where I, I don't know if any of you are Raiders fans out there. But in my opinion, the last thing the Raiders needed was an offensive tackle. What do they do in the first round? They take an offensive tackle. So hopefully that's not something the Kings do in this draft. Hopefully they find someone who will fill a need, but we will see. Uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals are still going strong. LeBron and the Cavs tied it up 2-2. This one's really interesting to me. As I mentioned before, I wasn't when they were down 2 nothing. I wasn't ready to pick the Celtics just because it's LeBron. And he's proven me kind of right that you just don't pick against LeBron yet. And maybe there will come a point where you do, but I can't do it until he loses. And this might be a series where 
it's just about the home team wins every single game, and maybe the Celtics win in seven. Uh, game seven at home. But I just, I don't know. I can't pick against LeBron yet, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, he's really good. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Play better on the road, both teams. That's that's all I got, really, for that. And then in the Western Conference Finals, the Warriors, uh, whew, 41-point win over the Rockets in Game 3. They're up 2-1, play Game 4 tonight. Uh, I got the Warriors tonight, I just think. Even with Andre Iguodala questionable, I, I just the Warriors are too good. And James Harden, I, I, I don't know what it is. Is it really that he's not in shape? Because if that's the case, get your ass in shape, man. Um, he just he he flounders after the first round or first game. Um, his shooting percentage goes way down, and he's just getting torched defensively. I mean, absolutely torched. It's funny because people uh, have been killing Steph, which you know, whatever. He's a good team defender one on one. He's not a great defender, but he also gives effort, and he's actually played pretty well um but since it's one-on-one high iso dribble for 20 seconds make a move to the hoop it looks a lot worse than what James Harden is doing and James Harden has had such a worse defensive series than Steph I mean and also people killing Steph for getting cooked by oh I don't know the best iso player in the NBA it's not just Steph that he cooks it's everyone but at the same time Harden just abysmal defensively just terrible and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors attack him a bunch uh, again uh, Steph got you know I don't want to say got his game back because look he had a good game one he really did game two was his only bad game people thought game one was bad just because he wasn't hitting threes he did everything else very well um, so Steph you know hits a bunch of threes has the huge game 35 points in game three so we'll see if that continues uh, I'm just glad we're down to one day off in between games and they've staggered it to where you know we had eastern conference game last night western conference tonight uh we had western conference sunday so we're we're staggered now to where we're at least getting a game a night which i i need uh you know this basketball addict needs that so i'm glad because those three days off in between games were tough tough on your boy uh this has been locked on kings on the locked on podcast network come back tomorrow uh got Another good one for you. I'm going to go over some questions I got on Twitter. Uh, So hit me up with anything you guys want to hear about. As I've said before, this podcast is for you guys. It's about you. So anything you want answered or uh, questions you want to ask or opinions of mine that you agree with or disagree with, let me know at CTH415. I already have a couple that I want to get to tomorrow. Um, But hit me up with more because I'd love to answer it. As I've said, this podcast is for you guys and, and whatever you guys want. So holler at me come back tomorrow uh this is locked on kings on the locked on podcast network peace you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day